following episode contains explicit content. You've been warned. You're not listening to this podcast, Max. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. But I, I do. Maybe. I do. I do want to reach out to the woke community and say, look, you do what you got to do. Everybody wants to be something they're not and have shit they ain't got. All right. All right. All right. What's up, Jackson? What's up, dude? Welcome to another exciting edition of Brain Snacks with Jackson Max. Back to the remote setup. Boing. What you got for me today, brother? All right, boys and ghouls. Happy Halloween. The Halloween Apple- episode. Halloweeny. I got this Halloweeny, man. Yep, Max and I were talking about uh, video games before we jumped on here. So this really kind of ties in with some Grand Theft Auto type. For our Florida man of the week. All right, I'm, I'm, we'll 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 wait to see, decide if he's the Florida man of the week. Okay, there's there's a competition this week. There, there there is a slight competition today. But what what you got, brother? Helicopter chases Florida man fleeing crime scene by running into the sea. Oh, that man, is some that is some GTA shit, right? Really, there, man. I'm gonna send the photo so we can get the photo up because it looks like GTA with the helicopter hovering above the sea. The man swam 200 yards into, uh, or 200 feet, 200 feet into the ocean after robbing a suspect in a parking lot. He robbed a woman and then went to the sea like a complete idiot uh, down there in Florida. Um, how, many star- how many stars do you think that set off when he robbed that lady? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Um it was another interesting detail I trying to find real quick, but uh, I actually didn't. Oh, I wish I would have come up with the GTA thing myself, but um, that was actually in the article that it oh. was, that someone thought they were playing GTA Five, referring to the video game Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, fair, fair enough. The uh, <laughs> the where where what where was this in Florida? It was in Tampa. Was it Tampa? Tampa. Okay. The Tampa Police Department comments, you can't outrun a chopper. (laughs) Get to the chopper! Especially in open water. Uh, He was was, uh, ultimately taken in for a a whole plethora of other stuff related to cocaine and grand theft. So, aggravated battery on a pregnant woman. Ooh, dude. Yeah, man. That That is not cool. No. Like I've done some, I've done some messed up stuff playing GTA, but I, I don't think I've ever beat up a pregnant, a pregnant lady in GTA. I never, th- I don't even, I don't even know if that was an option. I don't really never, rem- I, don't I don't remember, remember seeing any pregnant people in in GTA. I don't think so. Oh man, but yeah, that's that's my Florida man of the week, guys. Oh okay, this is gonna we, this is gonna be a close one. I will let you decide. On who the Florida Man of the Week is, I will be impartial, but you let me know if you think this is, eh, here a little lower, equal or better. All right, let's do it. So according to DailyMail.com, uh, October eleventh ish, I think it was October eleventh. Florida Man pulls off one hundred and twenty dollar bank heist, armed with. <laughs> A finger gun. Hey, hey, in the in the open in the pocket. Stick them up, man. Hey, hey, that's awesome. Hey, give me, give me all 
the monies. Yeah. All the monies. So a Florida vagrant managed to pull off a bank heist armed only with his fingers. I think that was more of a, that was just a generous donation on the part of the bank. I don't think that was, that was just like, here, man, we, we, we pity you. Here's 120 bucks. Uh, I, obvious, obviously he didn't get away with much, but still, uh, so guy's name is Paul James Sinclair, age 56. This was the Chase Bank in Seminole, Florida. Uh, he approached the teller and demanded for money with just his fingers. Wow. Like, I, I like, I really want to know that he just like went up to the window and did this, like, just kind of give me the money. Yeah. You know, you want it. Give me the money. Give, give, give me the money. But no, he, he had it concealed in his, in his shirt. Uh, he was arrested 10 minutes later and he is currently being held in county jail. But here's, here's the, the crazy cuckoo part of this. Uh, and again, I, I agree he should be charged. Uh, and I mean, he's going to get three hots and a cot because he's going to get convicted. Yeah. So, I mean, he's no longer homeless, no, no longer a vagrant. Maybe that uh, was his goal. I don't know. I was just sitting here thinking, like, wonder but, why he but, needed potentially, that money. Because he didn't plan it out. So he just needed some money real quick or something. But he was, but he's been charged with armed <clears throat> robbery, which is an incorrect. It, it, is, it is like robbery. Yeah. Uh, threatening or presenting a false, presenting a false. Gun, yeah, that uh, doesn't make I, you armed. It just makes. You I, I think his lawyer. I think his lawyer should be able to get it. Like even a public defender would just be like, uh, "Your Honor, would you please raise your right hand? Close your ring finger and pinky finger. Now put it in your robes and point it out slowly." Yeah, you are now an armed suspect. Like that would be my case as a lawyer. Well, it's got to be case dismissed. It's got to be uh, a different sentence for sure so it, it is it does make a big difference so I, yeah I I'm, I'm just saying like <sighs> so this guy entered the chase bank he was approached by a bank teller the victim desiree stefanik now again i feel for her because i'm surely she's just going she sees this guy and i mean i'll i'll, I'll put it i'll bring up his picture in the video um but he does look a little wily Mm. His eyes are kind of big, got the sunken cheeks, and uh, grizzly as heck. And again, made the shape of a gun, kind of pointed it at her and said, "Give me the money." Yeah. Well, I yeah. So I, I, this this poor bank teller, I mean, surely she should actually have some kind of idea. She lives in Florida, a, but also she works in a bank, so she has to have some kind of like training in how to deal, deal with, with the Florida situation. People, yeah. Definitely, but, definitely a winner. The that was definitely a winning story. Yeah, that was probably that that well that was a little more. I, I'll give you my criteria is that was more in line with like a value set of a <laughs> Floridian. You know. <laughs> well, I again I like the GTA story. I mean, again, a helicopter chasing a guy and he tries to escape by jumping in the ocean. Right. Um. Just uh, maybe not, dude. Maybe not. But. Yeah. Again, we will bring up both pictures and we will say the Florida men of the week. The Florida men, I like because it's Dad, not a competition. We're trying to bring unity here. We're trying to bring <laughs> we're trying to bring Floridians together. Yep. So uh, you said you had another one. Let's let's hear what your other uh, your other fun story was. All right, this one's for the uh, 
the uh, Halloween episode, which is, I guess, what this will be since it's, since this is the weekend of Halloween. Halloweenies. And this is from foodandwine.com. You may have seen this, uh, but Martha Stewart has now partnered with Liquid Death. Oh, no, 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 no. This is all news. Okay. This is news. I No. Beautiful. What? Beautiful, yeah. So, Martha Stewart's partnered with Liquid Death to release the Dismembered Moments Candle. And we'll get a picture up, but it is uh, an absolutely what? amazing video ad where Martha Stewart is, there's death metal in the background. She talks about how she's just heard of this new company, Liquid Death. She's really excited to work with them. And the candle is actually a hand, a, a severed hand holding a can of Liquid Death. So, and it's like this. Oh, that's awesome. That's brutal. And the commercial is of her chopping people's hands off to make the candles. <gasps> so, just another another instance of uh, Martha Stewart really being a real badass out there. So 81 would, years old, she is. So cool as ever. She? 81. God. She doesn't look 81. I'll say that. Well, I mean, when you, yeah, she's she's made a <clears throat> fortune yeah. a couple times over uh, over the course of her life. But I want to bring up the fact that Martha Stewart, uh, like, she did the show, she did the cooking show with Snoop Dogg as well. But, like, ever since she got out of prison for insider trading, like, she has been a legit G. I know. Like, like she's, she's really she's really embraced like, that as like street cred. Like old school gangster, yeah. man. But like she is legit gangster. Which okay, small tangent before we move on, unless you have anything else you want to add, because I'm gonna dominate a little bit right That's here. It. Go for it. Okay, so <laughs> Nancy Pelosi and most of Congress and the Senate, these asshats are able to vote on certain bills regulating certain industries. And they have knowledge that certain things are going to change the market. Right. And they are allowed to basically buy stock in companies when mm -hmm. they can shape legislation and regulation that affects directly affects those companies that they're investing in. Yeah, and don't ask her That's, about it. You've seen what happens when no, people no, ask her but about this it. Is, but this is insider trading. Right, but she's not. A, this is insider trading. But, but she's she's not she's not going to get the cool story. She's not going to go to prison. She's just no, a, no, no. She she's a draft. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is <laughs> they, the same they are by far again the things are equal. Yeah, Martha oh, yeah. Stewart got sent to prison for a couple of years, like low rent, low security, minimum security stuff, but still, like, handcuffed. Yeah, for insider trading, and yet our own government representatives, they can make a fortune, and they're. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You go on about your day. We're not worried about what you're doing behind the scenes there. Oh, yeah. So I just thought that was an interesting observation because, again, at least Martha Stewart came out just like throwing. Yeah. Throwing hands, making things, making ha making moves, making shit happen. That's the difference, so man. Like, like, like it, it, it's if you're going to do that, like embrace the shit out of it, man. Like you did it, you know, like that's what you did. And like Martha Stewart, perfect example. That's called a mistake. And oops, I got caught, but I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to make bank with it. Oh, yeah. And again, so who's, she, laughing she is, who's laughing she now? Who's laughing now? She is capitalized. And I, I don't know if it's her idea 
or if she got an agent that's just like, look, we're going to just keep hustling this bad girl persona. Uh, I love the fact that she, she partnered with liquid death and, uh, I, there will be, we will put a link to that commercial in the description. Yeah. Please check it out. I don't think I can play it. I don't think we can play it during this, but I wish we could. Yeah, but it's, it's it's a really cool commercial. Really cool. Go get yourself a $58 candle from a water company. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Again, I really, now I kind of want one. No, but it would be dope to have it, at I, least in I, studio, even if we never, cause I would never be able to burn it. I just like knowing they exist. I think, I just think that's cool enough. <laughs> that is cool. Okay. So here's a story about Joe Rogan. Okay. So Joe Rogan with, uh, he had Tulsi Gabbard on his podcast, who is now an independent because she jettisoned herself from the Democrat party. And she's been hammering them and talking crap on them since the presidential, uh, primary elections of like 2019 when they kind of torpedoed her attempt. Um, but Joe Rogan in his conversation with her and actually listened to this episode, but there, and I was intrigued by something that Joe Rogan said and Joe Rogan, he, he always, he prefaces most everything by saying, look, I don't know shit. I'm just a guy that does this and I ask questions and I'm curious. So you can't really give him like everybody tries to blame him for making false claims. And he's just like, no, I'm the first one to say that. I just like having conversations with people that know more than I do. Right, right. So there's the, the whole the whole woke crap that's been taken over schools and what whatnot. And look, OK, woke. Not everything woke is crap but the majority of it is because it's just taken everything to the extreme. It's not fun. Well, it's, they're not, you, you have to make accommodations for everybody else, which then makes you compromise your own thoughts and beliefs. Right. So I have to compromise myself to, to satisfy your, you know, whatever quirks. Uh, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, there should be some push and pull maybe, but Joe Rogan, said that he knows a teacher whose school installed a litter box in the girl's bathroom because a student identified as a kitty cat. Oh, my Lord. Meow. Beautiful. Meow. And her mother badgered the school until they actually installed it. Now, I heard this. This actually, Joe, Joe Rogan did say, I know, a, uh, I think he said, I know a parent that knows the teacher that did this or something. Well, it turns out, and here's the fun part: fact check, false. It's this false. Is actually, it, it is actually, it is actually a. There is no evidence of any school in the United States ever having to ever making that accommodation for furries. Now, what is hilarious about this entire scenario is that our society has gotten to the point where. You hear schools accommodating furries with litter boxes, and you go, "Probably sounds yeah." That I I I was that's but that's where we're at. Yeah, that's where we're at with society. Where even like some of the woke liberals are just going, "Yeah, they should totally do that." I'm just like, "Well, well, well, is it that is it that we're at litter boxes (laughs) as a society, or is it we're at the point with wokeism that we're like?" 
you know what? Doesn't fuck surprise it. me. Fuck you. Just <laughs> shut up. We'll put a fucking litter box in the bathroom. If that's what you no, I, really want, you crazy. I, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's to that point. I think it's to where like you can make an outrageous claim and because there's been so many other outrageous things happening that we're just like, huh. Sounds I'm not I'm not surprised. That sounds extremely plausible. Yeah, like we're just inching into the water of like like it's yes. just it's like slow corrosion of like what we think is like sane. Oh no, well, I'm I'm gonna go with like you put a <clears throat> you put a frog in a pot of water and then you slow boil it, and because you're slow boiling it, they don't jump out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just like, oh well, this is this is I guess this is what America is now. Mm-hmm. So like there were a lot of people that were making this claim that there was a school going around. Uh, there was a school that installed litter boxes in the bathrooms. Episode name, the frogs, frogs in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> hot hot tub froggy. Uh, but it's yeah. So no, wow. this was this well, was complete. This was this was debunked not just by Reuters, but like I I could not find an actual news story regarding like disregarding any search engine that I could. Like I, I used Google obviously, but I also used DuckDuckGo. I used the Brave uh, browser app, which all of those don't do the same filtering, or the same kind of filtering at least that Google does. Yeah. And I could not find any example of anybody saying anything, or there being any news story of some mother petitioning the school board to allow her furry daughter that identifies as a pussycat to have a litter box in school. So as fun, as fun as it would be to go into that school and take a shit in that litter box. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't do that. I don't know though, man, you never know. Maybe, maybe it really happened. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was something that they entertained, but that didn't actually do. Maybe it was something that got brought up, but never actually happened. Right. Uh, but I do think like, okay, I'm going to speak directly to any woke person out there. They're not listening to this podcast, Max. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe, Probably not. Maybe, but I, I do. Maybe. I do. I do want to reach out to the woke community and say, look, you do what you got to do. But if you, if your child is going to attend school, litter box trained is not fucking potty trained. Either put a diaper on a kid or have them use the toilet. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> feel like Cat, kitty cats. The wife just hollered. I, I barely heard her through my headphones, but the wife just kind of made a point. Uh, cats don't go to school. So if you identify cats as a kitty cat, go to school. That's true. Cat, cats don't give a fuck. That's you true. know this. You have cats. I do. I've had cats. I do. And cats don't care. So cats a <laughs> wouldn't go to school anyway. But if your kid does identify as a furry, maybe you just homeschool your kid until they either grow out of that phase or grow into or, it or or, <laughs> or 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 they devolve into a cat just a just a cat <laughs> yeah i like that point cats don't even go to school we don't even have uh, chris chris again chris chrissy awesome. from left field out there we with don't that have one. curriculum for cats yeah there's no, there's no cat like what kind of obedience training school is there for cats i'm sure there's a couple because you see cats in movies that can act and they they do certain things, but they don't perform the same way that a dog does. And yeah, I can only I, imagine I've seen, I've how many how many cats. takes it would take. There's some like there was some there was like a trio of cats that went on a, a AGT 
uh-huh. and they did like like pretty sophisticated little numbers. So I imagine with the right trainer, you know, a cat could um, do just about anything. Probably, probably they, those cats could probably actually use the toilet. <laughs> and, if they, and if you can train a cat, if you can train a cat to use a toilet, then you can you can allow a cat to go to school if the cat can use the toilet. And if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. But I just think it's funny that everybody wants to slam Joe Rogan for making this claim. And it's like, look, he's also just a a dad and a parent. He has two kids that go to school (laughs) and he, he interacts with other, other, other parents. He's fallible. And and if that's, if that's just a conversation that some random parent brought up because they know he's Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like if you're going to talk to Joe Rogan, what are you going to talk about? You're going to talk about the softball game or you want to talk to like, find something really grab his ear And just go, hey man, did you hear about this crazy woke shit? Yeah, furries getting a litter box in school. Yeah, of course he's gonna bring that up on the podcast. Yeah, famous people get lied to all the time, or like stuff made up. You know what I mean? Like people want to present a certain version of whatever their life is to famous people for some reason. Also, mark the date, October twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. Chrissy made an observation, and I'm not sure if I'm not sure if I fully agree with her or not. Uh, but I do think it's highly probable. Uh, after watching uh, or we were listening to this episode with of Joe Rogan with Tulsi Gabbard, uh, I think she very publicly left the Democrat Party because she plans on well, she was approached and is probably going to be the running mate for Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. You think? I think whoever wins, whoever wins the primary for the Republican Party, will probably name Tulsi Gabbard as VP. Hmm. And that would be the smartest thing that the Republican Party could do. It would be, if, but if if she would accept, right? That's what that was my next point. Because but, she seems she's she seems to have a pretty like. And I'm, I'm, this is going off of reference from the last round, but she seemed to have gotten a pretty good look at the machine from the inside and has a pretty, like, solid, uh, understanding of what it is. So whether she's willing to play that game or not, you know, if she really thinks she can make a difference, which, you know, she's, in my opinion, she's a pretty, her temperament's pretty, Pretty centrist, pretty reasonable. The only <laughs> thing that the only thing Christy and I uh, have have a problem with, as far as her policies or ideas, uh, is she's pretty anti Second Amendment. She is. She is. She has had that position. I don't know if she's since changed it. I haven't heard much more about it. But whenever she was running for, uh, she was in the primaries for president in twenty nineteen, early twenty twenty. Uh, she definitely was leaning against the second amendment. So, but again, I just thought it was funny. So sorry. And, and we, I would encourage anybody listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, you probably already listened to Joe Rogan because I mean, it's the majority of his episodes are really entertaining and interesting, but he, that, that episode with Tulsi Gabbard is really, really enlightening. Um, So just go, Go to Spotify because that's the only where you, the only place you can get it. And I, I definitely recommend you learn a little bit more about Tulsi Gabbard, who also just started her own podcast. Oh, cool. uh, but but her conversation with Joe Rogan is more like a person to person, regular ass conversation 
where she doesn't, she actually says, she might say fuck a couple of times. I don't know, but it was like real person versus like her own personal podcast, which will be her kind of talking about the issues and talking about procedure and, and policy and, you know, which can be interesting, but is also may it's news fest. Yeah. But yeah, good episode. Uh, and uh, again, apparently fact check false. Well, so look, uh, while I would love to ascribe to some conspiracy theories, there are just some that I'm just like, I'm going to have to go with the mainstream media narrative and say fact check false on the litter box in schools. Hey everyone. We hope that you're enjoying the audio version of the podcast. If you'd like to watch the full version, click the link in the description or go to brainsnackspodcast.com. Well, if you recall, I was with you guys all this weekend and Monday I brought a really important conspiracy to your attention that you need to fact check, which is the Jimi Hendrix, Morgan Freeman possibility. Uh, Yes. uh, I will, I will bring up, uh, send me a picture Send me one of those pictures. Uh, There's a side-by-side of Morgan Freeman and Jimi Hendrix, and it is striking how similar those two look. (laughs) Now, again, maybe separate at birth. Chase showed that to me while we were sitting there eating. And I wanted to slap him at first, but then I said, let me see it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is unreal. It, it is, is unreal it's, how close Jimi Hendrix crazy. and Morgan Freeman look. Yep. Now, I've, I've, I've never heard uh, Jimi Hendrix actually talk right. in an interview. I uh, just heard him you know, singing on albums and songs. So uh, does he ha- did he have a Morgan Freeman-esque voice? He did. We actually, like, Purple Haze came on, like, a, a couple hours later in the car. I didn't put it on. It just came on. Mm. And it, I was like, wow, that actually sounds like it could be Morgan Freeman. It's a very open, masculine oh. uh, chest voice. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's a young Morgan. Is that Purple Haze Redemption? Is that uh, Maybe that's what we should call this episode. Maybe, I don't know. Purple Haze Redemption? Shawshank Redemption? Oh. We're trying to, <laughs> trying, to, trying to blend the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Shawshank Redemption Haze? Ah. I don't know. I'm not going to try to wordsmith that anymore. Moving right along, we have uh, a wonderful, wonderful story from theguardian.com. Such a pretentious title. I love it. That, well, I mean, that's the name of the, that's the, I know. Name of the publication. I, I, I know. I know. And, and they are pretty pretentious, self-righteous assets. When they're called The Guardian. Um, well, they, they, are, they are investigative journalists, and they have integrity. Okay. And I will read I will read you uh where is it? I want to actually say this. Uh damn it. This was it was beautiful because they had like uh our editorial independence. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna preface this by saying oh, well, I'm gonna read the headline and I'm gonna preface it with their their actual I guess I'm gonna call it a disclaimer. But um uh, the title of this article from The Guardian is Climate Activists Throw Mashed Potatoes at Monet. Why are, now, why are they fucking doing this? Germany. Well, climate activism, obviously. Well, climate change is real, brah. Yeah. And we got, we got to show the world by trashing beautiful works of art. Um, so I'm going to preface this. This is the Guardian's slogan that's at the bottom. This is their, uh, again, I'm going to say like their disclaimer. Uh, But at the bottom of this article, 
there's an explanation of their mission. And I want to read this verbatim so the people at home, people on the road, whoever, however you're consuming this media, uh, I want you to understand where this is coming from, where this mindset is. Uh, so there can no, there can be no more hiding and no more denying. Global heating is supercharging extreme weather at an astonishing speed. Guardian a- analysis recently revealed how human-caused climate breakdown is accelerating the toll of extreme weather across the planet. People across the world are losing their lives and livelihoods due to more deadly and more frequent heat waves, floods, wildfires, and droughts triggered by the climate crisis. At The Guardian, we will not stop giving this life-altering issue the urgency and attention it demands. We have a huge global team of climate writers, so they have a huge global team of climate writers. These people are getting paid to talk about climate change. Um, Not investigate. They're not scientists, just writers. We have a huge global team of climate writers around the world and have recently appointed an extreme weather correspondent. Our editorial independence means we are free to write and publish journalism, which prioritizes the crisis. We can highlight the climate policy successes and failings of those who lead us in these challenging times. We have no shareholders and no billionaire owner, just the determination and passion to deliver high impact global reporting free from commercial or political influence. And we provide all of this for free for everyone to read. Sounds suspicious. We we do this because (laughs) we believe in information equality. Greater numbers of people can keep track of the global events shaping our world, understand their impact on people and communities, and become inspired to take meaningful action. Millions can benefit from open access to quality, truthful news, regardless of their ability to pay for it. Every contribution, however big or small, powers our journalism and sustains our future. Support the Guardian for as little as one dollar a month. It only takes a minute if you can do. And there's the 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 end is just there. Hey, give us money now. Uh so is so that just it, their mission about it, or was that an that, article? That that that's their mission statement as pertaining to climate change. climate change, and that's. But that also reads as kind of a manifesto. Um. This very much sounds like an opinion based piece. Uh at the end. But back to, I just wanted to preface that so that people that aren't familiar with the guardian, that is, that is how they're leading out. Climate change is real, which I'm not saying it's not because yes, the earth does go through cycles of heat and cold. The earth gets warmer. The earth gets colder and round and round and round and round. We go. It's been doing it a long time. Uh, way actual, than, way- well, there's actual science that shows that the fluctuations that we're in front, like samples taken from, I believe, the ice caps. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure, but from that oh, yeah. area, from core drilling, mm-hmm. somehow we're able to tell that it is fluctuated, and this is nowhere near as dramatic of a fluctuation as has been previously, and I mean of all time. Well, I mean, it depends on which scientist you want to talk to. Who's right. who's Who's being paid to say this? Who's being paid to say that? It's all about the interpretation of data. And you have to open open the forum up to conversations from both sides of an argument. If you don't, 
and you can't come to a consensus, that's fine. But if, but if you don't have that conversation, then you can't make claims. Of course. You can't just say this other side is full of shit without hearing what they have to say. Of course. Um, so <clears throat> climate activists throw mashed potatoes at Monet work in Germany. So Claude Monet has become the latest artist to be the focus of food related climate protests after members of a German environmental group threw mashed potatoes over one of his paintings at the Potsdam Museum on Sunday. Nine days, just nine days, mind you, after Just Stop Oil, which is a group, an activist group, emptied tomato soup over Vincent van Gogh's sunflowers at the National Gallery in London. So these protesters are... Um, Here's their quote, their reasoning, because you asked the same question I did. I'm like, why are you throwing potatoes <laughs> fucking painting? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> it's a metaphor. Well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the metaphor, because obviously they're artists too. Uh, people are starving. People are freezing. People are dying, one of the activists said in the video. We are in a climate catastrophe and all of you are afraid. All you are afraid of is tomato soup or mashed potatoes on a painting. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid because science tells us that we won't be able to feed our families in 2050. Does it take mashed potatoes on a painting to make you listen? This painting is not going to be worth anything if we have to fight over food. When will you finally start to listen? When will you finally start to listen and stop business as usual? Pretty punk rock. I mean, I, I mean, like, as far as like their method to get the attention, I mean, I think it's fabulous. But like, as Again, far as, but but they didn't. But they did. But they did zero. That, how much of they that? Did zero damage to the paintings. Well, yeah, zero damage they, to the paintings because they're, they're glass in front of them. Right. So it's not. It's actually to me, it's like not even that big a deal like overall but it's just it's yeah. i mean i guess there's nothing wrong with it i mean in my opinion because it's fine but yeah um that's one way to protest and yeah, i'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna say that protesting is bad you you should be able to protest yeah i mean and i mean, I, I applaud these people for going out of their way and doing it in a non-violent way and a fairly, a relatively non-destructive way. Yeah. But I mean, by all means, <clears throat> I mean, by all definitions, protests are meant to be disruptive. So yeah, again, I'm not against these guys going out and protesting this way, but I do think it's funny that it was just mashed potatoes on a Monet and that it made international news and that the Guardian has, again, their manifesto explaining the rationale for again, what was it? Uh, the hundreds of climate writers, a huge global team of climate writers, not climate researchers, not climate scientists, climate writers. I mean, this is the equivalent of like just sitting, like say if everyone in the entire world, like imagine everyone in the entire world sitting in an auditorium and two fucking guys stand up and go, Hey, that's the equivalent of what it is. So I'm just like, yeah. all right. Like, is it really even climate related? Not really. <laughs> no. I mean, that's what they're saying. But like, yeah, a lot of people were saying that. So it's 
it's just sort of like, all right, next, like, yeah, move along. <laughs> well, again, so, somebody, somebody had to have that idea, and again, I, I agree with you. Is very, very much, very much punk rock. Yeah, but I guarantee you, if I was wearing a legit leather jacket, going full punk rock, like old school punk rock, uh, and I had some, uh, what is it, uh, some dogs. Pita. So, so some pita, some pita bitch come up and throw paint on me, like I'm gonna knock a bitch out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what else is punk rock? Me beating the fuck out of you for fucking with me. That's that's punk rock. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I would probably be the one to go to jail for assault. Yeah. Uh, whatever. So yeah, just I thought that was interesting, and uh, again, critical thinking. You you can have your own opinions on climate change. Is it as bad as they say it is? Again, it 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 depends on which biases you have. Is climate change real? Yeah, I, I think yeah. The, I think the world gets hotter and colder. Uh, are we in the middle of a uh, world-ending event? I don't know. How many times can they cry wolf with global warming or climate change before we just go? Eh, it's not really getting as bad as you guys said it was going to get. Yeah, or the same corporations that cry about that, you know, push consumption more and more and continue to manipulate people to consume more and more to or, to, or, or to these, avoid feeling their feelings or these 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 same people that uh that are espousing climate change are also buying up coastal property yeah, it's i mean <laughs> so so if climate change is real and the ocean level is rising i guarantee you that if that was a legitimate threat to humanity uh these companies uh banks in general would not be shelling out money to buy these coastal properties they would not be invest that is not a sound investment if that's something that these people believe in yeah because it would and, be underwater and they're following they're following the science because that's what smart people do with their money well sometimes you don't make you don't make bad investments like that yeah that's pretty good pretty pretty interesting i mean like sure keep doing it like if that's what you want to do like it works i mean that part of it's very interesting to me that it does just work I mean, like, mm-hmm. we're just going to, it gets, you know, attention everywhere, virtually. I mean, I mean, should we try something like that for Brain Snacks podcast? Yeah. Maybe get a little, garnered a little more attention? Yeah. I'm thinking. I think we, so. Again, you said, you said they were kind of punk rock with it. I said, I say we just go full, like, over the top G.G. Allen punk rock. Put poo-poo on it. And just fucking come out of there, like, hand down the pants. Yeah. Just pull out his start, start oh, chunking yeah. shit. And then eat some of it to prove our our loyalty uh, and our our uh, plight. Oh, I I failed to mention in the art uh, in the article or in the story uh, these the two climate activists that threw the mashed potatoes they glued their hands to the wall under the Monet painting. <laughs> they what? glued themselves. They they glued themselves to the wall with what? So it would take long. I like, I was super glue. God, I hope it was super glue and it hurt like hell when they fell it off. So it would take longer for what? To, to so it would take longer to, to to remove them from the scene. Yeah. So they, they caused a distraction on one end of the museum. And then when security fled, that's when they went in there with the mashed potatoes, covered the Monet, and then they put glue on their hands and stuck it to the wall and they started shouting about climate change. Love it. So cool. Again, good for them. Now, I have I have one more because we've gone a little long and I don't want to keep keep this, you know, make this a two hour long conversation, even though I do enjoy c- conversing with you. Uh, but 
there's one more that I just, I have to bring up because I'm just going, really? San Francisco building a single, singular, a single public toilet that will cost $1.7 million. Okay, (laughs) what the fuck? And won't be completed until 2025. (laughs) That's your woke shit of the week right there. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Uh, are you kidding me of the week 1.7 million dollars put a fucking porta potty out there and call it a fucking day i i mean really uh, how many times uh, can you get a porta potty cleaned uh, or or a new one for fucking a million dollars the the homeless people in that area are just gonna go porta potty tipping i i get i get the rationale behind it and look I'm, i'm all for some public sanitation so i i i get it but for a single Public use toilet. Yeah, that's what sounds more like they're putting the buckies <sighs> out there. <laughs> so, so the San Francisco Parks, uh, Parks and Recs Department, which again, I, I Parks and Rec, like uh, that's a great show. Uh, but the San Francisco Parks Department blamed the exorbitant price tag on skyrocketing construction costs, the permitting process, and other fees. Now, local officials were set together on Wednesday in San Francisco's No Valley Town Square to celebrate their latest win, a single public toilet that will cost as much as $1.7 million to build. But the celebration was canceled after San Francisco Chronicle columnists highlighted the mind-boggling and maddening details of the project. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... I feel as a taxpayer, you would have to justify $1.7 million to me and not try to explain it away with construction costs and permitting. Doesn't that doesn't really make any sense. Actually, if if you told me it was going to cost $150,000 to install a single toilet, I'd be like, that's high. Yeah. I mean, that's a little high. Yeah. Now, if they said $1.7 million for like, a wicked nice uh like a mini apartment or something like well, I'm gonna say like seven or eight stall per sex showers and in, in tuning including the unisex like full yeah if you were you were you were gonna have like some giant outdoor communal shower bathroom facility sauna to take care to, to take care to take care of the homeless population which I'm not saying that they shouldn't be taken care of or helped out at least yeah I, I mean I'd be like million. I was like, yeah, you're going to probably going to need more than that for that kind of a big project. But for a single use toilet, $1.7 million for a single toilet. Like, dude, there's got to be more to that's crazy, man. Well, uh, this is just crooked, crooked politicians figuring out how to line their pockets because the permitting office is going to get a chunk of that. And then some construction work, well, the construction workers are actually not going to get that much of it, but the construction companies that are bidding on this are going to get some of that. Well, it's because the ones don't. that win the bid are going to be paying the politicians that actually got them the gig. Yeah, it's because they really don't want to do it. Kick Kickbacks on kickbacks, man. I, I, again, we talked, I, I mentioned Shawshank Redemption when you brought up Morgan Freeman earlier mm-hmm. and Jimi Hendrix. I, kickbacks on kickbacks, man. 
So yes, sir. That's wild. But that's that's, that's cool. That's the state of society today. Is San Francisco one point seven million dollars for a toilet? There's a vagrant in Florida that's gonna hold up a bank, do a bank heist with a a, a finger gun that'll get you one hundred twenty. Easy money. And then we got GTA man running from the cops and jumping in the jumping in the sea. I mean, I the, the world the is just funnier and crazier. And you know, we are we are on the cusp of the midterm elections. And you guys just go out and vote for whoever you think sh- would do the best job representing you. And then don't wait vote, around. Don't vote party and, lines. And then wait around and see what happens and see <laughs> see what your expectations are matched to reality. <laughs> Vote in one hand and shit in the other and see which yeah. which is going to come clean faster. Here's a new tip. Listen to every fifth <laughs> word that the politician says, and that'll be a more accurate representation of what they plan to do. <laughs> It'll make no fucking sense. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that uh, you guys are doing great out there. We hope that you have a fun and uh, spooky and maybe even a sexy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Go get you a freaking Martha Stewart candle for 58 bucks mm. at liquiddeath.com. 58 Dara. And uh, we may or may not. Uh, I haven't I haven't discussed this with Jackson off camera yet. So this is this will be news for him. But maybe we'll do a live feed on Monday, depending on what his schedule is, if, if, if time allows. It doesn't have to be a big one. We can tell we can tell a ghost story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta do that Halloween thing. Let's we, do it. Well, like, but, but yeah, this this can be like our unofficial Halloween episode, but then we do a Halloween live feed. Boom, just boom. For funsies. Maybe, just maybe. For funsies. Maybe, baby. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, we love you. We hope that you're having a great time out there. Uh, stay safe. Uh, stay awake. Don't be woke. And uh, we're too confident idiots saying. Don't hold up a bank with just your fingers. Put the litter, put the litter box in the bathroom. What's in the box? We hope that you're enjoying the show. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, go to www.brainsnackspodcast.com. All right. It's kitty litter. That's what's in the box.